Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, episode 30. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Today we continue looking at the classic villains of Doctor Who, and we're looking specifically at the Suntarans. The Suntarans appeared four times in the classic series. The first time they appeared was in story number 70, The Time Warrior. This launched season 11 and introduced Sarah Jane Smith as a companion to John Pertwee's Doctor. The basic idea here is that uh, Suntaran had been stranded in Earth's past, and was stealing scientists from the future to help drive human slaves, get himself home, and continue the Suntaran conquest. It was a two-part serial, and our first introduction to the characters. They appeared again in about the middle of Season 12, in Story 77, The Suntaran Experiment. Here the Suntarans are again moving through the galaxy. One of them is on Earth and trying to test human physical characteristics to determine the suitability of the race for slaves in the upcoming war. The Doctor was Tom Baker, and the companions were Harry Sullivan and again Sarah Jane Smith. Again, this was a two-part serial. Their third appearance is an obvious at first. In Story 97, the Season 15 finale, we get the Invasion of Time, and at first it looks almost like the Doctor is the adversary here when he comes to Gallifrey and demands the presidency of the Time Lord High Council. He is given that presidency, but he seems to be under the influence of energy-based enemies called the Vardens, and at the end of the fourth part in the six-part serial, he's routed them and he's declared victory. He thinks he's finally got it done, and that's when the Suntarns show up and reveal that they were the power behind the Vardens in the first place. The companion in that story was Leela in her final appearance. Then the Satarans took a several-year break and didn't show up again until Season 22 in Story 141, The Two Doctors. This was during the Colin Baker era, with Perry Brown as the companion, but it also guest-starred Patrick Troughton as the Doctor and Jamie McCrimmon as his companion as they get warped to the future. Nice touch in that story is that it actually starts off in black and white, just as the Troughton and McCrimmon episodes were in the first place. This is one of the villains that's essentially the same in the classic series and in the rebooted series. They are basically cloned soldiers. They've got a variable number of fingers here. Sometimes it's two or sometimes it's three in addition to the thumb. You could argue that that's upgrades and tinkering with the genetic makeup, given that they are a clone species and that there's a fair amount of time frame from the Subtaran perspective between the events that they have different fingers. They're not used for comic relief as they have been with Strax in the recent series. They're also typically taller, but I think that's more limitations of the makeup and the acting pool that was available. So most of the Suntarans are actually as tall as or taller than the humans and the Time Lords that they're around. They still have the same basic proportions, you know, with the broad chest, the big arms, the giant helmets, the large round heads. They still have that weakness in the vent at the back of the neck and so forth. They're very very tactically driven. They are definitely being written as engineered soldiers and engineered to be soldiers. They haven't really changed significantly over the years. It's a fairly simple concept. As far as we can tell, it's a very simple society driven entirely by the need to conquer. But in the stories and the way they're used, it works pretty well. They are appropriate villains and they are being effectively handled. But this may be why their solo stories tend to be short. If we go back through it, the Time Warrior and Suntaran experiments were two-parters. The Invasion of Time was a six-parter, but they're only really present for the last two. They show up in the closing seconds of Part 4. The Two Doctors was a two-parter during the hour, or sorry, a three-parter during the hour-long 
era. So they would have been basically a six-parter, but they're not the sole villains and they're not even the villains in the focus of the story. That's probably why their stories are short. They are pretty simplistic. They're very goal-driven. You just get in the way, shut them down, and they've been dealt with. Their plans are not intricate enough to be spread over multiple serials, generally speaking, as is the case with some of the other adversaries that the Doctor sees. So as used, they are used fairly well. If you enjoy the Suntarns in the new series, odds are you'll enjoy them in the old series. In terms of new viewers coming in and trying to introduce themselves to the classic series, I'd recommend either The Invasion of the Time or The Two Doctors as the best stories to showcase the Suntarans. I'd recommend checking out The Time Warrior, but that's mostly for the introduction of Sarah Jane Smith rather than for the Suntarans themselves. The Suntaran experiment, there's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't have any elements that really make it stand out as the other ones do. And that's about all we have to say about the Centaurans. You are encouraged to join us again tomorrow when we continue our look at Doctor Who's villains, this time with the Valyard. Thank you for listening, and please join us then.